Pig and Whistle, Tales from Azeroth. As always, here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to Warcraft or anything fantasy-based. I grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. This midweek episode, we'll be carrying on with the DM corner, the Dungeon Master's corner, and uh, we're going to be going over basically how to make a quest in uh, Dungeons & Dragons. It's It sounds very simple. It sounds like there's not many mechanics or bits to it, but when you actually try and make one, you have to realise how in-depth it can be and how in-depth you want it to be. So, grab a bottle. Wait, did I already say that? Oh my god, I'm I'm losing it. Grab a bottle or a pint, I'll say it anyway. <laughs> Sit back and enjoy. And we will get straight into it. So what are the first things that you need to do in order to make a quest in D&D? Firstly, you need a location. So obviously this comes from your world map and then you give a... You kind of point out a specific location for it. It's in the middle of the forest and what's the forest near? What's the town near? Or what is the forest near town-wise? And essentially the name of the town is Town 1. Okay, well, we'll make it very, very simple. Town one is uh, what this forest is connected to. So this is um, the ruins of town or the ruins of forest one, we'll call it. That That's the name of the quest. Yeah, it's very simple, but obviously it would be a bit more. Um, it would have an actual name. So something that I came up with was Jazeiro's water supply or something like that. That's a kind of quest name where you have to go out and investigate a certain item or, you know, anything like that. That is bringing it on to the second point. You need a purpose for the quest. What is the purpose for the quest? Is it to slay everything that is within the area? Is it to investigate a, you know, party or a band of um, travellers that have been lost? Is it to simply go and, you know, fix a broken pipe? Anything like that. Um, is very good and a very good building block that you can start with. So you pick something like that and then you were to um, kind of think about the surrounding areas and how you get there. How do you get there? Do you travel a well-travelled route, in which case there's not many monsters or anything that you really find difficult to encounter? Or is it more of a you're going through the brush through some really dense uh, forest patches and there's possibly some bandits, there's possibly some undead, you know, and anything in between? Um, is You know, you've really got to think about just the journey to get there and uh, you, what you can put in between it. And when you do get there, you have to think about how the layout of uh, this quest is. So is it to simply fix a broken pipe? In which case, where's the broken pipe? Is it just in the middle with the trees, like connecting, you know, the water supply to the town? Uh, in which case you have to find it in amongst all the brushes that it might have been, you know, leaves might have fallen on over it. There might be trees over the top. There might be a tree that's fallen on it and you have to lift the tree up. Is it you have to clear out a certain area in some ruins? in which case you need to visualise the ruins and visualise where these mobs are within the ruins. There could be some hidden behind a destroyed barn or something, or perhaps all upstairs in the, like, inn in this ruin, so that you're just getting jumped by every single mob at the same time. It's kind of like a old Wild Western, you know, ghosts or something that you come across. It can be absolutely anything, but 
you need to think about the layout of where and what you are encountering, essentially. The next one is, uh, like, how many possibilities do you have for an encounter? So it isn't necessarily to go and clear... This quest isn't necessarily to go and clear everything, but it's to grab a certain object. You could be lucky. The first building you walk in, you see the object, you pick it up and you leave. Don't have to deal with anything. You could be very unlucky if your dungeon or your party essentially go into the wrong uh, building. They can encounter a load of mobs and these mobs might not even have it. They might be fighting loads of banshees or loads of, God forbid, dragons or something but they don't have it. It's simply just on the ground as you walked like up to the front door and they just didn't notice it. You know, it can be absolutely anywhere. And uh, then you have to take into account what you encounter. So it wouldn't make sense for you to encounter anything like a water, like a shark, like a shark when you're investigating some ruins that are on land. I mean, by all means, you can make it a land shark or something and it starts crawling towards you. That would be hilarious. But you can't really do that for every single um, land uh, quest, can you? You can really switch up. You can make every single, you know, water um, monster on land and you can make every land animal or land mob uh, NPC in the water. You can really switch it up and it will give it a real dynamic, your world and your questing and all of that. But it doesn't really fit in with the fantasy, in my honest opinion. You'd have to build an entire world around it, which, I mean, you by all means can do. You can say that there's like a massive um, nuclear fallout, or obviously not nuclear, but every hundred years the sun and the moon like swap places, in which case this is like the everything switched on its like axis. So... Everything on land becomes uh, a sea-dwelling creature and everything in the sea becomes a land-dwelling creature. You know, you can really mix it up like that. Um, But yeah, back to it. Essentially, you can... What you could do is uh, have a look at what you're looking at. So if it's a bunch of ruins, you could think, oh, there might be some zombies, there might be some, you know, liches, you know, there might be some bad influence that has taken hold of the ruins and called it their home. Or you could simply think, oh, it's been overrun by like bugs or animals because there is there's like food that is just starting to rot there and the smell is really strong. So, you know, the the local wildlife move in, anything like that can... um, basically give an influence on what your mobs can do or what the mobs in this quest can be. Now, obviously, you can put as many mobs in as you want. You can put as many buildings in. You can make it as detailed as you want. You could simply just say that there's nothing in between you and these ruins and there's one big lich just guarding this eye or something and the eye is what you need. You can make it as simple as that, but you've got to make this lich the main focus. You've got to like big this lich up so badly. It's like this guy has slain gods and like angels and demons alike. You know, he's slain absolutely everything. And he's like a really tough mob or something. You make it so tough. And you just keep hearing like the innkeepers in the town say, Oh my god, you have to go and deal with this lich. Yeah, no, you it's better just not to like go for it. It's not worth the gold. You know, that kind of thing. You get all of these NPCs in the town saying, no, it's ridiculous. You really big this guy up if you do it very simply like that. Um, But yeah, there's many different ways to do a quest. But 
when you think of a quest, it is very much, oh, they just walk out, go and complete the quest, come back. No, there's, there's so much to it than that. Because you can obviously go back out um, and, uh, you know, it could be for 100 gold or you can do it so perfectly that they actually give you 200 gold or the town actually didn't want you to destroy a building that your, you know, party did to kill the creature that's in the building um, and they're angry at you and they actually run you out of the town. You know, they become an angry mob or something. There's many different things that can happen in quests and that's not even mentioning, like, items that they could find along the way in the quest. You can put, like, two or three items where if they manage to spot them with, like, perception or just passively, like stumbling across them then like it also gives them that extra incentive to oh okay maybe something's over there just out the corner of our eye i'm gonna go investigate it when it actually isn't a magic item it's a wild boar or something that attacks you know it can be many different things and many different angles that you can play at in the quests in terms of a campaign quest or you don't necessarily need quests you can get your party to do their own thing, but you can sort of incentivize them to go and clear out these areas, kind of like bounty boards almost, where they're not being instructed by anyone, but they can pick up a bounty and they can just do it whenever. They can come back. They would need proof that they've done the bounty, but, you know, they just show up at the town hall or something and get the reward for it. And that's that can be done whenever. And, you know, it very much depends on the systems that you use. If you're doing XP via quests done, if you're doing XP via monsters like being killed and completing quests, you know, there's many different things and aspects to it. Um, But yeah, making a quest sounds simple, but it really isn't. It really isn't. And it's quite enjoyable the amount that can actually just simply go into a quest, which is quite fun. But that is it for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Do check out the social medias, uh, Twitch, YouTube, absolutely everything down below. And uh, please support uh, the Pig and Whistle via Buzzsprout. The link is down below. It'll be a massive help and I would really appreciate it. Thank you again. Oh my God, I got my words mixed up. Thank you once again for listening and go with Valor, friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>